The following message is a presentation from Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, Ohio. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1. Let's read it together. Ready, begin. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. One more time. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Father, we just give you praise tonight for saving our souls and for allowing us to be ambassadors into this world. Lord, we implore your help we can do nothing without you yeah, lord it, it's so easy to lean on our own strength and we don't want to do that and so god would you guide us even now to and and move us motivate us uh convince us of our need of your grace in this hour we pray in jesus name amen as you're seated i just want to give a, another uh thank you and, and note you know behind the scenes a lot of things happen there's people that have been working you know all the time, there's, um, there's people that are working in the church ministry all the time behind the scenes, and we don't know anything about bringing meals, writing cards, you know, cleaning the, the facility, uh, you know, just, just mowing the lawn. I, you know, we could go down, the, go down the list. But, you know, as we uh, get to Adventure Camp, I, I think about uh, Miss Pam in the office, my, my wife, and Miss uh, Rebecca, and Miss, Miss uh, Judy has been coming in, and she's been working on a, a lot of the crafts. And there's been people, Brother Corbin's been coming in and doing a lot of, a lot of works behind the scenes. Then there's, there's the drama team. They're working ahead of time. And, and I just praise the Lord for all the folks that are working. And let's keep that spirit of serving the Lord. And we need His grace to do that. There was a couple, uh, couple months ago, I was on a mission that most of you guys will understand, going to the store to pick up something for my wife, right? And I think it's somewhere in a guy code, uh, Brother Steve, that you have to call your wife at least once if you're being sent to the store by your wife, right? Isn't that somewhere in a guy code? right? You have to call at least once. And my wife, my wife almost just expects this call as I go into the store. Now, I'm not inept at going shopping. I do, I, I do a fair amount because my wife has five kids. It makes more sense for the husband to go to the store and, and win the products and bring it back home than my wife to bring five kids to the store. So, but more than, more than likely, my wife, Brother Larry, is going to get a call and asking, uh, I don't see this or I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this product before. Except on this particular time, I really was on a deadline, and uh, and you know how you get to the end of the day and you're uh, you you you're, you haven't charged your phone at all, and you get to the end of the day and you notice you are on like one percent, and in this particular situation, I was over in this shopping center over here outside of Walgreens, and I needed to go into uh, into the Dollar Tree, and my phone died, and it looks like this this lock screen where you where you uh, where you have that uh, that you know it's telling you you need to plug in you need to, to get some battery you need to get some juice you're not going anywhere so I I went into Walgreens and I bought one of those power packs and I was hoping that it would be charged because I didn't have one I was in my my SUV I didn't have a charger yet in there especially not a rapid charger and I sat there for the longest time waiting for this silly little power pack to charge my phone and finally turn it back on so I could call my wife it was like 20 minutes waiting for the phone to on to relive you know I was stuck I couldn't go all the way home. I was stuck. And you know, I needed power at that time, at least in, 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 in this day and age. You understand what I'm talking about? In this day and age. The, these are not things that you even dealt with in the early 2000s, right? 
uh, but you do deal with it now. And the fact is, I needed that power, and, and my phone needed to be able to make that call, but it couldn't. I was dead in the water, and I, I was, I was kind of stranded out there. You know, as I think about uh, life and I think about ministry, I realize that we can get out to a point where we are stranded. We are at the end of our own personal resources. We've run through all the energy that we have, and we have nothing. However, the Bible helps us to understand that we have actually infinite power at our disposal. And so what's going on here, Paul is coming to Timothy as he turns the, turns the chapter. Now, we understand that chapter divisions aren't, aren't, uh, aren't inspired, as it were. They were added in later, but we still understand there's a, there's a turning, there's a transition here where uh, Paul is coming to Timothy and saying, now listen, you need something that you do not have right now, but you need to realize you have a need in your own life. In the general challenges of life, in the, the spiritual battles of, of serving Christ, there are great challenges. Even like we heard about a moment ago, there's great challenges in helping, a, uh, helping people come out of addiction. There's great challenges that we will face in any bit of our summer ministry as we try to engage children who are coming out of homes that they don't know the Savior. As we try to engage teenagers they, that are coming out of homes in the same situation, as we try to reach out into our community with the gospel in general, there are great challenges that come along. There are great challenges that you face going to work tomorrow morning. There are great spiritual challenges that you face. And sometimes you get there and you say, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anyone to even ask me about on Christianity. I don't want to bring up this. I just don't want to go there because you're at the end of your personal resources. It, it's like the, if there was a readout on, your, on, on you, it would be saying you need plugged in. <laughs> you, you, need some, you need some juice. And so the idea here that Paul is saying, Timothy, I've said some things to you. Now I need to remind you the fact that you are in need of grace. Because notice there in verse number, uh, verse number one, he says, thou therefore my son be. As he starts this out, he's reminding me, hey, Timothy, there's something you need to remember. You need to be uh, taking hold of. You need to be allowing in your life. Therefore, because of what I've told you before in the previous verses, because of all the difficulties I told you about, because of the loneliness I told you about. Do you remember Paul said to Timothy, all those in Asia forsook me. They didn't stand with me at the last. They didn't stand with me in trial. They forsook me. They took my affliction and said, hey, we're hands off. We're not standing with him. If we stand with him, we're going to lose our reputation. So they're hands off. Tim, um, Paul was going through difficulties. He was going through loneliness as he stood firm on the sound words of Scripture. That was the plight. And he was reminding Timothy, you need to do the same, but Timothy, you're not going to get there without the grace of God. Timothy would need to accept and apply the advice that Paul was giving. Timothy would need to be humble enough to say, you know what? I do need grace. And the Bible does tell us that grace comes only to the humble in 1 Peter 5 and verse number 5. And it is God that resists the proud. We hear this month that this is a pride month, right? We realize that the world is acting like the world. The, the world is acting like sinners because they are flying their flag of pride right in the face of God. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. May we have the humility enough to say, God, I need your grace. One of the alarming traits that rises in our lives is the lack of humility. It creeps in so, so subtly. It creeps in and, it, and it can be seen in our lives as kind of a general lack of need. I, I don't really need anything. I, I'm good. Uh, I don't need any counsel. I don't need any prayer. I don't need any advice. My way will work. I'm good. 
Oh, be careful when we start thinking that way. Oh, we might not verbalize, but be careful when we think, I got this thing. No, every day that we wake up, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. The Bible says in the last days that there would be perilous times, pressing times, crushing, unraveling times. And he says one of the marks of the last days would, that be, uh, would be this, that men would be traitors, heady. Now notice this word, high-minded. High-minded. You know what that is? be proud to be puffed up to be full of self god cannot use us full of self god not be able to timothy if he's full of self there had to be a recognition thou therefore my son be allow something in your life allow the grace of god in your life timothy you need to have the humility enough to recognize your need of grace do you have the humility are you walking in humility so that you recognize every day that you wake up that you need god's power to do the very next thing that you need God's power to go clock in, that you need God's power to go cook breakfast, that you need God's power to go uh, make the uh, groceries run. Do you need God's power in every area? Oh, that we would not be high-minded, but that we'd be lowly in heart. Timothy would have to realize his need for what Paul was going to say to him. Thou therefore, my son, my son in the faith, I'm telling you something that you need to be allowing in your life. And so Timothy would need humility to realize his need for, uh, need for grace. But notice what Paul says. I want you, Timothy, to choose grace. Make the choice to receive grace. And he says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This idea of be strong is to be enabled. But it's not that Timothy is going out and he's acting on this. This is allowing God to enact his grace in his life. This is allowing God to um, flow his grace through the life of Timothy. So in reality, it's not me. I can't, I can't muster up grace. Grace comes from him. God has to bring this upon me. I have to allow it as I am humble. God promises to give me grace inwardly, to give me strength inwardly, always allowing God's grace to flow through me. Now, you know and I know that's, that's where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Because we don't always let God's grace flow through us. And we aren't always grace-driven. We don't allow his enablement to work out in us and for his outworking, for his divine outworking, his divine favor to be working out in our life. And it comes out in our speech, in our attitudes, in our actions, in our priorities, all these different things. You know, there's times where we get, we get short, we get to the end of our resources and we feel like the next person that says something a little bit, you know, a little bit wonky to us is going to be the person who gets it and all of it, right? How many of you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and you feel like you're actually on edge. We live in a society that's on edge, but friends, God's grace will meet us there if we'll simply acknowledge, God, I am, I'm on edge, I don't have any more physical strength to deal with this. I don't have emotional strength to deal with this. I need your grace to show up in this moment. I am in need of you. I will make a big mess out of the relationships I have. I will lose my testimony if your grace doesn't show up. And when we recognize that and choose the grace, the choosing comes in saying, God, I need it. I am nothing without you. I am John 15, 5. I am nothing without you. And that's where the choosing comes. And so Timothy was being given a command by his father in the faith. Timothy, I want you to always be allowing God's grace to enable you. God doesn't force his grace upon us. He gives it to us as we allow him to give it to us and allow it to flow through our lives. Don't you want to be a conduit of God's grace? Don't you want to be a conduit, men, of God's grace to your, toward your wife, 
and towards your children. You know, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, it was Spurgeon that said that what a man is at home is what a man really is. Now, I, I think about that, and that, that, that's just really strong. Don't you want God's grace to flow through your life? And it comes when I admit I need God's grace. I need him to help me. Now, some marks of grace that I urge you to consider later, but the Bible talks about generosity being a mark of grace, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse number 1, specifically in our giving financially, that generosity, giving in any way, but giving financially, that that is a mark of grace, that is the grace of God bestowed upon us that causes us to give. It is, uh, the mark of grace is humility, uh, and prayerfulness, James 4 and verse number 6, God resists the proud but giveth grace to the humble. Those that are walking in humility are the ones that are going to f- um, be marked by grace, marked by God's outworking in their life. The endurance through trial, Paul spoke of this in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 9. My grace is sufficient for thee. We watch a Miss Joanne. We watch Brother Huey. We watch these others who have gone through trials right now and they've exhibited grace Listen, that's an amazing thing, and God is doing that. God is marking them by graces. They're just saying, you know what, I don't have this. I don't have the ability to continue on, and endurance through trial is a mark of grace. Deploying one's spiritual gift is a mark of grace. When we, within the church body, deploy our spiritual gift to edify the body, this, all the time in church gatherings, that's happening. But even as we minister together in adventure camp, you're there are those that are deploying their gift. It's a mark of grace upon your life. And you're able to do that and do it with a smile even when there's frustrations. You're able to go forward. That's a mark of God's grace. Praise God for that. Devotion and serving Christ, 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 10. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace was bestowed upon me. It was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. You say, I can't go on. Yes, you can with the grace of God. It's a mark of God's grace when we continue to be devoted in serving Christ through the difficulties, when we're loyal to Christ no matter what. Now, sometimes you might feel like quitting. But it's the grace of God that gives you the next next leg of the journey. Overcoming bitterness is a mark of grace Hebrews 12 and verse number 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any uh, any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Not just you, but many be defiled. It's a mark of grace when we are able to set aside hurts, set aside wrongs that were done to us, and say, I will not allow bitterness to creep up in my life. I'm going to set that aside. I will forgive. What a mark of grace. Timothy was in need of grace that of God to strengthen him. Timothy would have to choose this grace, but it's only found in Jesus Christ. Notice this. Notice that it is in Christ Jesus, the source of grace. Listen, when I think about that, I think about Jesus is infinite in always. And I think about the fact that he says that is in Christ Jesus. He did not say that is in a phone call away to me uh, as the Apostle Paul. We, we, we like to shoulder people's burdens, like to be a help to people. And, and Paul is not saying, hey, listen, call me. Write me anytime. I have enough encouragement for you to get you through. No, he says, listen, Timothy, the grace that you need is in Christ Jesus. It's not in me. It's not in your father in the faith. It's in Christ Jesus. And so I think about this. John 1 in verse number 14, when Jesus is revealed in that gospel, it tells us that Jesus is full of what? Grace and truth. Isn't that wonderful? He is full of it. He is chocked full of it. He has all the grace that you could ever, ever need. Where the power is located is in Christ. Christ is the dynamo. 
for power. Only when we, when and while we keep in touch with him will we experience the grace and the power of God, the enablement of God to continue on. Only when we're in touch with him. The most important thing you can do for the children that will be coming through here, the most important thing you can do for your wife on guys, the most important thing you can do for your husband's ladies, the most important thing you can do for, um, for your parents' children is to stay in touch with Jesus. This is what fits us for service. The word of God, 2 Timothy 3 and verse number 16, it's inspired in all that the man of God may be perfect through the furnished unto what? All good works. This is what makes us fit for service. And as we stay in touch with the revealed word of God, which is Jesus Christ, it's amazing. It's amazing how he will give us the power and the grace to continue on Hebrews 4 and verse number 16, Jesus says, hey, I want you to now, as children of mine, you have full access to come into the throne room of God and ask for grace to help in time of need. Now think about that. There are storehouses of grace that God has. Warehouses. More than that, as infinite as God is, is as infinite as grace. And how many times do we live subpart of that? I can't do this. I can't, I can't witness. I, I can't lead. I can't. And we, we have all these I can'ts. All the grace of God is at our disposal. We have no reason. And I find myself convicted about this all, all often. When I get to the end of my limited resources and I start talking to God like I can't, and God says, no, 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 you haven't tapped in yet. You haven't empowered up yet. You haven't tapped into my grace. My grace is sufficient for thee. One uh, New Year's uh, Day, there was, a, uh, there was a parade. It was the Tournament of Roses Parade, I believe out in California. There was a beautiful float that went down the parade route, but all of a sudden came to a sputtering stop. And it's amazing that uh, the issue was that the, the, the float had run out of gasoline. But what was more amazing about that, that stop, that, that incident, was that it was owned by the Standard Oil Company. And what is amazing is as Christians, you and I have all access, Hebrews 4.16, to all grace, infinite grace, and yet how many times do we run out of gas? We do. And we get short. And we get crabby. Yeah, Christians get crabby. And you know, sometimes we walk in here and we, we walk in with a bad day. And there's nothing we should expect that in human life. And we, we, you know, we brush up against someone and offend someone and we get all kind of, you know, kind of ways with somebody else. And, you know, it's amazing how grace can take care of all that. Grace on my part towards a person having a bad day, the grace of God in my life, you know what? I'm going to pray for them. The grace of God in their life, you know what? There's nothing to be worried about. God has it all in control. God will give me the strength I need. And so what an amazing thing. We can tap into all grace, infinite, infinite grace. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth. That's the word here. He's using being able, be strengtheneth me. My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, rather, will I glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in mine infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am, notice, weak, <laughs> then I am strong. I told my wife this week, God, God only uses broken vessels when we're at the end of ourselves. We look at our experience, our connections, our physical, mental abilities, 
for strength and we say, boy, I, I know how I've done it in the past. We've run an adventure camp in the past. No, we need God's grace for this church this year. Every one of you, me included, needs God's grace. And all that grace is found in Jesus Christ. He's the source. We just need to plug in. There's no need for us to fail. There's no easy for, uh, reason for us to stall out in the middle of the road. We can plug into his grace. And here's how we do it. And we'll have an opportunity to do this together. R.A. Torrey said it this way. Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's grace and power. Right there. And yet, we don't have because we don't ask. So let's ask. As simple as that, let's ask. Let's acknowledge our need for grace. And as we pray over these names that have been submitted already tonight, as we pray for a Miss, a Miss Gail and a Miss Joanne, Brother Huey, as we pray, let's just ask God. Let's talk to him. Like, like, like what he said actually matters. Come boldly into the throne of grace that you, might, uh, that you might find grace to help in time of need. Let's ask him for it. And so right now, I'm going to close in prayer, and then we'll dismiss and, and divide up here. But let's just ask him, even as I pray tonight, would you just, would you just bow your heads and just say, Lord, I, I need that grace. I recognize that need of grace. I, humbly, I'm, I'm not putting on errors. I'm not putting on any pride. I, I need that grace. Right there in the quiet of this moment, would you tell the Lord that, and then I'll pray. I need that grace. Help me to be like Timothy, to receive that, to allow your grace to flow through me. I need that grace. Thank you for listening today. For more information about Grace Baptist Church, please visit our website at gracebaptistofkettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.